Productions. Welcome back to another episode of the Richard Ray Uncensored Show. The show that your friends and family continue to talk about and the show that you have to listen to, to see. Man, we have an amazing guest on today. You know, it's crazy. Y'all know how I do. I'll meet somebody once and have them on the show a couple of days till a week later. Right. And this scenario is exactly the same today. Right. So we have the amazing Miss Krista Griffin in the building. She is not only an, an entrepreneur, but she is an author of uh, I don't know if we got we got the mantra, daily mantra for sis and then daily mantra for him, you know. Um, so I'm excited. We actually met at a uh, networking event. Uh, what was it? What was the name of the networking event again? It was uh, through the Black MBAs of Dallas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Black MBA Association. Yeah. yeah. A little rooftop. So this is a little rooftop, you know, rooftop situation. I wore a blazer and I regretted it as soon as I stepped outside on that roof because I was all hot and kind of sticky. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, by the before I left though, I ran into her and you know, we just started talking and um, you know, she said she told me she got she had books. I'm like, books. And what's crazy is I was gonna actually go because I was over there by Doc Bookshop. Right. But they were closed anyway. Yeah, that's what when you were we were texting, I was like, um, it looks like they're closed today. See, I don't go out there like that. Yeah. They actually yeah. we we meet over, mm. you know, a little closer to me now. But, okay. Um, they should. They still have more in stock, but it was all good because I was gonna bring some more anyway. So hey, that's what I'm talking about. So tell us. Okay, so tell us about about you. Like, what was? Yeah, just just you know, just tell us about you right now. So how did you? How did you get started in your entrepreneurial uh, journey and writing and writing writing books and things like that? What what sparked all of that? Okay, so um, taking it back to my childhood, um, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, I remember selling like ices in my neighborhood. You know, I sold candy to the kids. You know, like I was always, you know, at Sam's Club, Costco. You know, getting chips to sell. Just always, you know, finding ways to make money. So um, naturally, it comes to me. It's in my blood. You know, that's you know how my dad is. I kind of get that. You know, hustling spirit from him. Yeah. Right. So I think um, with that, as I've uh, grown, like, you know, you, you, things start to change mm-hmm. in your life where you feel like you're not just going after uh, anything with money. So I think I started to be more like purpose driven mm-hmm. um, over just money driven. And yeah. that transition just happened like a few years ago, if, I, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. Like a few years ago where I'm like, I know I can find a way to make some money. I've never had a problem with that. But now I'm looking for more purpose-driven work, more impactful work. And um, I know as long as I'm good at it, as long as I'm doing it to, you know, serve him and the kingdom, like, I'm always going to be taken care of. Absolutely. And I pay my tithes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's that. Um, As far as my writing journey, um, that started a little before COVID happened. Okay. Honestly, uh, Daily Mantra for Sis, my first um, journal, that was my COVID baby. Mm-hmm. So um, I wrote that at a time where I needed to be inspired. I needed something like that to keep me going because of the space that I was in at the time. Yeah. So um, COVID, the idea was uh, something that I, you know, had the idea for years. Mm-hmm. 
Like, but I never took the time to sit down and actually like uh, put time towards uh, creating something. It was mm-hmm. always a thought. I was always writing little things in, in my notes. But COVID came and slowed my life down along with every you know everything else that it did. So naturally, it made sense just to hop right in and uh, just go ahead and create it um, so that I could publish you know a year later in 2020. So that's brief summary of my you know my journey. Hmm. So there's always something that sparks it though in regards to where were you in your life at that moment that if if you're willing to express what where were you in your life at that point that where you made it you said you know what this is what's helping me let me want let me help somebody else i believe it was just uh being at the in the role that i was in i was not in a happy space okay. um it wasn't you know it was like a job it was just something to pay the bills and I found myself writing when I was uh, going on walks to my lunch. And I was mm. like, this is not it for me. I'm not dreaming as big. And yeah. I felt like I was like coming down really heavy on myself. Mm. And I, I just put that in the writing. Like, okay, I'm going to just put some time aside. I'm going to put these things in writing. And I know that if it's helping me and encouraging me that um, I can create something to inspire yeah. other women. Yeah. So basically, I took that as you need to create something that you know you needed when you were at you know, your lowest point or, or one of them, because yeah. you know, that's how life works. You know, you have, you have good days and you have better days. Yeah. So, um, really this journal was to create it to get you, you know, for those in between times, those high times and then the low times. So really just the space that I was in is what sparked the interest to okay. go ahead and create it. And so what then transition from it being from, from sis to him? So him, that's 2022 um, mm-hmm. that that was written because um, I had a lot of men come to me uh, because honestly, um, I'm you know I'm really about people being their best being their best selves, right? Yeah. Whether you male or female, but my market is really you know women. I try to like pour a lot into women, right? Because that's who I can relate closely to. But um, with me creating my journal, a lot of men were like, "I want to be intentional about my day. I get up, I journal too. Why won't you create something, you know, for the fellas? Like, you know, my girl's doing this every morning." And I was like, "You know what? After a couple of years, you know, um, of you know, kind of marketing and just talking to the male audience, talking to you know my brother, my cousin, my dad, uncles, and just kind of getting the male perspective, uh, it just made sense to create something for them as well." So that they can be intentional about their days, so that they can express gratitude and work on being the best selves as well. So it just makes sense. Hmm. That's good. Thank you. I like it. I love it actually. I've been um it's been on my heart a lot lately in order to be able to connect um and inspire men a whole lot lately. Uh just simply because I think Men are in a place right now to where men don't know what manhood is. 100%. Um, and it shows every day in the generations that follow us. And I, so before, before I started doing what I do now for work and then, you know, building a, building a couple of different businesses, actually, the... I was driving trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was like, I was, 
felt isolated. I felt alone. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I love the checks. It's the money. money you know driven. what I'm saying? It's different. But that was the thing. I, so I stopped driving trucks back in January. January of this year, actually. They let me go from that job because they just didn't understand that I'm not working on Sunday, bro. Like, no, fam. That like, part. No, it's, it, it's, it's not happening. So they decided to, to let me go. Um, but in the midst of that, though, it was like, it's not all about money. So, because the thing is, if life is only about money, you'll never be able to stand on principle and values. I love that. Because if your life is just about money, you believe that the, your value goes up and down with the stock market. You know what I'm saying? 100%. It goes up and down with the S&P 500. It goes up and down with the global index. Like I, I say that because your uh, your self esteem and how you view yourself is solely associated with something that that's man made. And at the end of the day, who you are, you may have been made by two other human beings, but your spirit only comes from one place. And I believe that once you understand, once you get down to the spiritual side of yourself and you get to the point to where you realize, ah, it's not about money, mm-hmm. then you'll start looking at life a completely different. Like then you'll start looking at life in a completely different viewpoint and things that used to bother you won't bother you anymore. A hundred percent. Things that... Things that used to make you smile probably don't make you smile anymore. But people people are so uncomfortable. People are so used to remaining the same version of themselves, but expecting to get something different out of it. That's why every single time. That's why. And to your point, I think that's amazing that that's where you're being led because it's such a need for that right now. Yeah. Like these these young guys and even some older men, they need direction. Yeah. They, they need the representation. So yeah. you being that, you know, example and changing the narrative, like kudos to you for taking a stand, for showing them what's right, showing them, you know, the right way to go, how to treat women, how to respect women, how yeah. to work a, you know, a real job. Yeah. And just be, you know, someone that society can be proud yeah. of because we know how black men are viewed in the world. So that's amazing that you're doing that. Yeah, so my one of my coworkers, he said, one one of my friends as well, same person, mm-hmm. said, we was all on a on a on a Zoom on a team team meeting or whatever, and he said, my son and my nephew and my little cousin was in the background. Um, he said, "Oh, Rich is one of those dads." Like, uh I'm like, listen, bro, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, the type of father I am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach instead of letting the streets teach them. That's smart. Because if I let the streets teach them, if I let social media teach them, if I let everything, if I let the world teach them, then he's going to be soft and broken 100%. and damaged like everybody else. The thing about my son, and I don't think he's realized it yet, he has the, he has the blessing 
of knowing his father, knowing both his grandfathers on my 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 granddaddy, well, his, my my dad and his mama's daddy. Oh wow! He's met on my side of the family. He's met his great grandmother on my mama's side. He's met his great grandfather on my mama's side, and he's had the privilege. And the blessing before she passed, she he met his great 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 grandmother. I love that. Right, and so I don't understand. I don't think he understands the blessing that that is in order to be able not only to be able to meet all of those generations of people, but to be able to literally be able to be touched by them mentally spiritually to be able to get that physical hug you know what i'm saying like i i I, and i and i pray that one day he he sees the heaviness Mm -hmm. of what that means because not a lot of people get to experience that they really don't like not a lot of people like for me like for my dad and my granddad like my like my dad and my mama's dad, they don't have the luxury of knowing who their father is. Mm. They may know the luxury of knowing who their granny their grandmothers are. Mm-hmm. But to be able to say that my son knows me, granddad, both sides, great granddad great grandma his granny like it but like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's like it's a blessing that's wisdom all yeah. the way around 100 percent. and i and i and i i definitely i definitely pride myself on making sure that he has what i didn't have all those connections and feeling all that love that's what it's about to where he can feel like he can do anything on this planet I want him to be able to say, like Kanye said, my mom and my granny told me I could be anything I want to be. Hmm. And that's what I'm going to be. 100%. So I want him to be able to have that confidence. Um, so and, and so looking at the generations that's coming up now, man, it, it, it scares me. And I, and I try to teach my son differently because not it's not about me. It's not about me at all. It's about him being able to live in a world that is filled with so much turmoil that he can still navigate through it and still stand on moral principle. Um, Because nowadays, kids, boys, girls, men, women, I'm afraid for the... (laughs) For the next generation of grandmothers and they grandfathers, it's a trainable child the way it should go, right? Absolutely. And so you're doing your part. We can't. You. The thing is, we gotta control. We control. Absolutely. Okay? That's it. And anything else, we leave it to God. That's what we do as believers, yeah. and that's yeah. how. That's what we show the world. Yeah. You do your part. You know that you you've you instilling this in him. You giving him opportunity. You know. You just gotta hope and believe and trust that. He gonna take care of business and do what he needs to do. Oh yeah, I trust it. I, that's one thing I, I can't. I can't worry about. I can't worry about it. You know, um, I can just say, hey, at the end of the day, as long as as long as my son and my daughter 
they're able to when I'm gone. I can I can cause uh Marcus Spears, he came to the men's conference. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. And he said that uh he said, I have to leave this world knowing that they okay. That they can survive without me. Yeah. That they can that they I can leave this world knowing that they didn't have to depend on me. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, that summed it up for me when he said that. So deep. I love how real he was with it too. He was yeah. saying like about the basketball, like yeah. things he's kind of struggling with it, with his kid. I love the transparency. That's how we learn and we grow. Yeah, through other people's stories. So exactly, and I think like a lot of the time, and like hearing somebody else's story, I think it should give people encouragement and motivation to to build, like to to tell their story. Right. Because no matter, just because you don't have millions of dollars in the bank. Even billions of dollars, or even mm-hmm. you probably you probably ain't got a five hundred thousand dollars in the bank, right? But just because you don't have that doesn't mean that your story isn't important, and it's and it doesn't mean that it's not strong enough to help the next generation after you be able to make life changing decisions to be able to leave this place better than what than what you found it, or than better than what they found it as. Inky Johnson would say. No, definitely. And I think a lot of it too is people think that in order to make an impact, you have to make this grand gesture. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You start, you just start with yourself and just be a good person and take it one day at a time. Yeah. That's that's always going to be enough. Yeah. But people don't understand it. They'll say like, oh, I'll start giving back once I, you know, make, you know, 100K. You if you you making sixty k, it's it's things that you can still do. Mm. You can you know it, you know you they know a lot of problems we have here in Dallas. Things mm-hmm. that you know we can work on a lot of you know homeless people that we can you know we can provide for. We can do little things mm. to help just do your part. You mm. gotta you know a couple extra dollars, get them a burger. Yeah, you know what I mean. That yeah. don't that's not gonna cost your paycheck. I guarantee you, it's not exactly. Just do your part. But I think. Social media, I think it's a couple of things that play into that. Social yeah. media got you feeling like you can't drop a check to a nonprofit unless it's, you know, 10, 20, or 50K or more when that's not the case. Every every little bit adds up. Exactly. One thing I find myself doing when I see somebody, like, uh, when I see somebody just in general, like I'm buying something or something, mm-hmm. and the person that's at the register they're like looking all serious. Mm. I'll be like, hey, you know it's okay to smile, right? Yeah, they get to smiling. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll look at me and then just start smiling. I'm okay. like, I'm like, I understand, I, I I understand the sentiment because when you, when people normally look at me, I'm not, I got a mean mug on my face naturally, naturally. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like sometimes I I just remind people smile. Yeah. Like you know how much, you know how much different energy you 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 don't know how much of a shift that you're that you're shifting your atmosphere in when you just decide to smile because that that sudden spirit of joy yeah not necessarily happiness somebody <clears throat> somebody has said to me a while ago um, that happiness or I think I heard on a video. A lot of stuff I hear, I don't remember where I hear from. But <laughs> that makes sense. 
So one, I heard something they said. The reason why happiness is so easily taken away is because it's a man given. But mm. joy, joy only comes from God. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So I was like, oh, and then somebody else told me because I was somebody. Um, well, so my my son, he's already a great networker, right? Um, That's a good skill to have. So he's best friends with the superintendent's son mm. at his school. And I didn't know how well the that this kid's dad was connected. But to make we was in the we were in a we were in uh we were I, we know we hopped in the car with him one day. We went about an hour and a half out to go visit some people. And then on that conversation, we talked about balance and harmony. Mm. Right? And I told him, I said, well, balance. I say a lot of times I'm just trying to balance things. But also before we had that conversation, one thing that hit me about balance was when you're trying to balance something, one side is always going to have you more than the other. Always. Because we're never going to be perfectly balanced. No. But one thing he told me he said, that's why you have to search for harmony. Because harmony means everything is working together. You're not fighting. Yeah. Everything is just fluid. You're not pulling. Yeah, you're not. Exactly. To harmony. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's like. That's so good. Man, listen. Yeah. Man. I like that. I was like, bro, I never thought about it like that. That was interesting. And so since then, because I have been telling him about, you know, what I, you know, just my life journey and things like that. Um, and we just, you know, we're just having a man conversation while all the boys are in the backseat. Um, you know, I, th- I, I think of him as a friend myself now, you know. And like just having, because my thing is like having, having friends, because I told myself, Richard, we're changing our circle. Because there's a level that you're getting to or that you have to get to and you have to surround yourself with certain people. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Evolving and pruning. Yes. It's called a pruning season. Yes. Where you just you're pruning things out of your life yeah. that does not need to hold space yeah. or even as much space. Yeah. Not saying go completely, you know, cold turkey, but yeah. just some things don't always need your time. Mm-hmm. It's not always an argument. Sometimes it's just simply walking away. But sometimes it's just simply you. Meaning? Sometimes you are the thing that's in your own way. Somebody, when I was in college, <laughs> Father God, when I was in college, I would always, I had this uh, this young lady it was my god friend. It was my godmom's friend. Mm. I met her one. I met her the first time. I had just got back from PV. My god brother. He was. Uh, we were going to go pick up mama from the from the work from job from the job. And her friend got in the car. Amanda was her name. And I was just sitting in the back seat. She read me like a book mm. without me even opening my mouth. But when I tell you she had me in the backseat 
in fetal position because she was just at me. And it wasn't like she was attacking me. It was like, wait, where did you, how you know this stuff about me? What I mean, even discernment. But what ended up happening was she was, she would be the person I would call from that point on Mm. just to have a conversation. Like, this is what I'm going through. She said, Richard, get out of your own way. Mm. You need to hear that. And the thing about it is, is I still get in my own way at times. I think we all do. A lot of time. More so more times than what I would like to admit. I think that's natural. We're human. We're so flawed. We are. We we're do, extremely flawed. We do that, but that's we're not we don't need to be perfect. We need to be making progress. That's it. That's all we have to do. That's it. Because if you if you're trying to aim to be perfect, the progress that you're making is pointless. Exactly. And you're really wasting your time. Really wasting your time. It's a lot more you can be doing. A whole lot more you could be doing. Because if we were all perfect, guess, listen here, I wouldn't have a uh, hyper pigment on my forehead right now. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have scars on my arms. You know, I'd have a 18 pack of a God. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and, I, and and that's the thing too. Like we, we set so many unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Yeah, we're hard on ourselves. We don't really give ourselves for, like enough credit for the things that we are doing, yeah. the things that we have accomplished. Yeah, That's why um, it's so important to journal. It's so therapeutic for me because I like to go and flip through the pages and just see, like, where was I at last year? Yeah. You know, what, what you know, uh, things was I facing last year? How did I overcome? And then you, you speed up time and you look at, like, where you at right now. And you're like, okay, I've made some progress. Yeah. No, I'm not exactly where I want to be. But I thank God that I'm not where I used to be at. Mm-hmm. And and that's worth celebrating. It is. So, go ahead. What are you about to say? No, I was just going to say, um, I think we need to start celebrating the wins in our lives. We whether do. it's a small... A big one, the in between one. Celebrate the wins, y'all. Yeah, I, my one of my good friends. She had to tell me that. Um, she tells me every day, not 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 necessarily every day, but almost every time she talks to me, she'll be like, "Ridge, I'm proud of you," oh, because I've seen you grow as a person. Um, she's seen me. When I say grow, I mean, my God, my God, and just reflecting back on the things I've been through and the things I've experienced and the things that I've allowed to not win anymore. It's progress. Is, is, it's important because the reason why I'm so passionate about helping men It's because we're damaged to the point that it's just it's just normal and it's unhealthy. Hmm. And if we want if we want our world to change and if we want our culture to change and be better. Our men have to get back to the forefront of it all. 
because not discounting the strength of women, not doing that at all. But we're, we're but we're built a certain way in order to be able to lead as we should. And we need to be okay because as men, we try to focus on a lot of us. We try to focus on being the best man in the room mm. instead of, like you said, being the best version of ourselves, being the best you. We're trying to be the best one in the room. And I think if we try to stop being the best one in the room and, and just work on being the best version of ourselves, then this is when it'll shift. It'll change because now we're no longer competing against each other. I think you're on to something with that. We're helping each other. I think you're on to something with that. And I think that goes, that's not just a man thing. That's a woman thing as well. Um, I think, Oftentimes we get in rooms and we're reading people our resume, you yeah. know, and especially women. We gotta, we want to try to be the best as well. But if we all just focused on ourselves and did the best that we can do, and realize that um, we're good enough, just you know, we're good enough. We don't have to compete with anyone, and that's honestly when you you lose value when you start to compare yourself to others. Yeah. So just knowing who you are and being confident in who you are and who you show up as, yeah. that will always be enough. But until men and women do that, then we're going to continue to have problems. And now it's even worse. Oh, my God. Because now we're competing against each other. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, bro. Like, when are we going to stop attacking each other and be in harmony with each other? The reason why we were created was to love each other, right. to be there for each other, to make our to make somebody else's weakness. If if you're weak in this area, I'm gonna be strong in this area. Yeah. If it and I'm okay with not being strong in every man. Listen, baby, I'm not the best at decorating. Do you want to do it? All right, whatever. Yeah. I'm not the best at cooking. Do you want to do it? Boom. But we got to get out of the mentality that, oh, I knew I know everything. Oh, yeah. To the mentality. Oh, no, I take that back. We got to get out of the mentality that nobody can tell me nothing because I'm a grown ass man or mm. I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah. To the mentality of, teach me. Teach me. I love, when, well, I really don't love when people, when, um, People try to make it seem like they got it all together all the time. Like, I really have a hard time talking to those people because yeah. it's like at that point, you're saying you don't need anything and you're saying that um, you're, you know, everything. So you don't have nowhere, you don't have any room to grow. Yeah. So um, as a person, as a, as a young professional, as an older professional, you will know that in order to elevate, you have to be coachable. You have to be willing to learn something Everything. new and, and learn and put yourself out there just to see. Like, maybe I do need to sharpen up on these skills, but yeah. if you come in a room closed-minded, acting like you know everything, yeah. you're really um, not going to uh, get very far yeah. with that yeah. type of attitude. So people yeah. got to change their perspective on that, really. It's one thing that just hit me when you said that was, in my, in my training class when I started this job, like we had a thing called strong and wrong. 
Hmm. Right. Yeah, explain. I gotta hear this. So, and we came up with it as as a training class. But the thing is, is the fact that even if you don't know, even if you don't know the answer, and even if you're, even if you're unsure of your answer, be confident in your answer, but be okay with being corrected. That's key. Right? Mm -hmm. Because now if you're okay with being corrected, but you're already confident, that just means that, hmm. Okay, cool. I was on to something. Yeah. I was on the right path. Yeah. Right? I was on the right path. I just needed a, a little bit of a nudge to, to, to get in the lane. I love that. Right? Mm -hmm. I needed a uh uh I needed a nudge because I'm I'm stuck out mm, I'm stuck at I'm stuck at 80 right now. But I just need somebody to, you know, just to come in and show me how to get to that 100. Right? Yeah. It's so it's nothing wrong with being confident. But I think people need to be confident learners. Yeah. You gotta shift the perspective. That's good. You know confident what I'm saying? learners, yeah. Because if if you can if you can be a confident learner, you're willing to learn. Yeah. And you're and you're okay with knowing that. You don't know everything, but that also goes into the aspect of you're comfortable with knowing who you are. It's a whole different thing. But it goes, but the first step into learn, but the first step, one of the first steps is going to be, I don't know everything. I, I, I'm not as perfect. Because somebody told me at the event, he was like, Bro, like, why people don't introduce? Like, why people don't interview you on on their podcast? Like, I don't know. You know, it is what it, it's gonna come one day. Mm -hmm. I've had since I've had my podcast, I've only been on one one other podcast, mm -hmm. and that's okay with me. Yeah, but if I was ego tripping, mm -hmm. I'd be mad as hell. But knowing that it's gonna come in time. Because I'm putting in the work to get there. Trust season. And the process. That's growth. And a lot of people are not going to get that. Because a lot of people want that. They want it right up front. Yeah. You know, but what, that microwave. What we do, exactly. What we're doing, we're praying for longevity yeah. these ways. I know I am, and I'm pretty sure you are as yeah. well. So we're not trying to rush this. We're not trying to get rich quick. We want to make an impact. We want to, you know, get something created for generations to come. Not That's just for it. ourselves. So. That's it. And I think if people focused on understanding, I think one another thing that people got to realize is that when you click in your mind, when it, when it clicks in your mind that your life isn't just for you, mm -hmm. then you will make it. Your, your life isn't just for you, nor is your life just for your family. Right. Your life isn't just for the people that you love closely and directly. Exactly. It, you, your life isn't just for that. Now, if you want to put yourself in the now, I'm not saying everybody is going to be famous or mm -hmm. that everybody is going to touch a million people, but when you think about it, when you impact one, you impact the whole world because what ends up happening, people fail to realize that the things that you know now are things that were taught to somebody before you. Right. And things that were taught to that person before them. So what I mean by that is when you teach one person, 
you are leaving an impact on this world because that person knows where they learned it from. And the person after them is going to know where they learned it from. And at some point, the root of that learning is going to disappear. But the spirit of who you are is uh, the spirit of what you've taught and who you are is is still there no matter right how many generations go past you you know what i'm saying so you know when you look at when you look at god when you look at jesus when you look at uh um let's say uh um what's the martin luther king when you look at uh uh nelson mandela when you look at all these when you look at all of these people what ends up happening is a fact although martin luther king never talks to you directly nelson mandela never talks to you directly Jesus never let you touch his hem and you be healed. But the teachings of these people still remain. Still remain. And so as long as you're okay with understanding that you won't always get credit for what you've taught, mm-hmm. but you'll forever be a blessing, then maybe and just maybe. And you may never see the generation you that gets affected, that gets the blessing from the work that you put in. And you need to be okay with that. Exactly. But that you gotta be, you know, you gotta be in tune with God to know that. You gotta have a relationship with them. So, you know, yeah. that's a whole different sermon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta believe in somebody else's belief of you sometimes. So technically you gotta fake it until you make it. Right? And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But, hmm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta challenge that too. Go ahead. You, get, you sure you wanna finish your thought? Because there's that because there there's a when I say fake it until you make it, I'm not talking about what they do now. I'm not talking about yeah the 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 flagrant <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. I'm talking about because because technically if you don't believe in yourself and you're believing in somebody else's belief in you, you're hoping that one day that that belief actually comes to fruition and you actually start seeing yourself the way that that person sees you. And then you're hoping that it motivates you and changes you in an aspect because at the end of the day, how many times have we growing up was like, man, I don't know, bro. Like, I suck at this. Yeah. I suck at this. But how many times did that teacher or that person have to come to you and be like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. Take it easy. Give yourself grace. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Just trust them. I believe in you. You're not going to get it right the first time. You're not going to get it right the second time. You're not going to get it right the third time. You may not get it right until the 10,000th time. But the thing about it is, is the fact that the reason why you keep going is because you believe in that belief that that person has in you and you don't want to let that person down. Or 
you may, I was to your point or to kind of challenge that. I think that it's important that you learn how to clap for yourself as well. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you, if you're always looking for um, acceptance and, um, you know, uh, you need to always know that the people around you are clapping for you. Yeah. Then the problem with that is you, you become so dependent on you and yeah. they may not feel like clapping for you. Yeah. So the best thing about clapping for yourself is even when everybody else stop, you can keep going because you can only control yourself. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm not I'm not saying become dependent upon that at all. Okay. I'm not saying become dependent on somebody else's belief in you. Allow their belief to be that stepping stone of your self-belief that you continue to build on. Yeah, right? so just use it as a, exactly. As exactly. I like that. Because okay. no matter what it is that no matter what it is that we go through, we we may believe in ourselves, but sometimes the situation may get to us and we stop believing in ourselves at that time and you may want to go and talk to somebody like man dang man like bro i don't know man like i've been doing this thing for this long that long is listen you've come this far nobody said it was going to be easy but you've come this far look at where you thought about it you started it only thing you're trying to do now is finish you're already you've already started it you just need to focus on putting it together and then the finish is going to come stop focusing on the end result because sometimes people get focused on the destination more than they get focused on the process yeah not that's true and you have to like like uh uh, eric thomas says you got to fall in love with the process you have to because if the ending doesn't work out the way that you expected it to or that you wanted to, guess what? You still know the process. And now, if you have to go in and tweak it, mm-hmm. you can tweak the process. But you don't have to throw the entire thing away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I so, so that's so, again, you gotta, you gotta, Believe in somebody else's belief in you until you can start believing in yourself to where it's undeniable and not saying that the belief in yourself goes anywhere just because you doubt your ability to accomplish something because at every level of accomplishment, there is an essence of self-doubt, but it doesn't mean because you only, because you only lose when you continue, when you just give up. When you stop. When you stop fighting. When you stop showing up. That's That's exactly when you lose. That's it. And I think, I think God, I think he, he has such a good, like just a sense of humor. Yeah. Where like, I know in my life, um, there's been time where I felt like I wanted to throw in a towel. And God would play somebody in my life strategically that same day. I'm in the grocery store. I'm at a networking event. They'll come to my life and say, Girl, I was just in your situation mm-hmm. six months ago. My mm-hmm. life changed. Or they'll have a testimony service mm-hmm. and someone with a story just about the same as mine. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I see you. Yeah. Okay, you tell me you telling me to keep going. Like, you know, you telling me like you got me in the yeah. you still in the blessing business. You yeah. just got them through. So why wouldn't you do the same for me? Yeah. So that <laughs> Listen, that's been good. What people fail to realize is the fact that you have to 
sometimes things in your life have to decrease before they can increase. Mm-hmm. It's like that wound gets worse before it actually gets better. Oh, right. And so what ends up happening is when I lost my job at, at drug driving, God said, I'm decreasing some things in your life in order to make room for it, for the increases that I have coming your way. So what ends up happening is I went from making some decent money truck driving to now back down. But the cool thing about it is, is the fact I'm still in a point to where it's allowed me to grow my relationship with God because that was the main thing that was the most important to me. It's important. Um, and not only that, but being able to connect with more men of not necessarily of status but quality Mm. right um and then just to work on my leadership skill because there's a play i don't know where that place is yet but i'm falling in love with the process i get tired sometimes i get tired all the time but oh for sure i can't give up you know it's a it's a journey for sure and i think People always, they don't like to talk about that process will let up to it. And most of the time, uh, people on social media, they just try to act like everything was all good. But it's like, nah, it's not always peaches and cream every day when you wake up as a full-time entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, you got you got some challenges. You're going to yeah. have, like I say, my whole perspective change on, like, losses. Yeah. Like, I say, I, I got a lot of lessons this year. That's it. I don't call it a loss. It's That's a it. lesson for me. That's it. And same with the saying, I have good days and I have better days. Yeah. Because I don't really have bad days. Yeah. I'm not claiming that. You know, I'm not putting it out there. I like that. So I got good days and I got better days. Man, you gotta it's all about perspective because you can it's it's been times where I've if I have a bad day, I let it get the best of me. Yeah. And it ruined my whole yeah. day. So I, I had to shift that. I yeah. said, I got to change the narrative on this because how am I going to get where I need to get if I'm sitting in my room just upset yeah. about that one thing that happened? Yeah. When you being upset ain't going to change. No, and I'm down on myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nah, I said, nah, you still, you doing your thing. Yeah. You growing, you learning. Yeah. This is a part of the process. And if you sit here today, you're not sitting here two days in a row. Yeah. I never let myself have two okay days yeah like i said tomorrow is gonna be better and it it is because you claim things over your life yeah daily that was a pretty pretty uh interesting alarm you know (laughs) but the i truly you gotta come back Definitely. I feel like we got to dig deep, deeper into it. Like, I don't know. We kind of went, but I love it. I love it because yeah. it's so organic. Like, I'm definitely coming back because I enjoyed my conversation with you for sure. And that is the whole goal of my show. Yeah. Because the whole goal of my show is for when I interview people is to allow the audience to see them and their mindset. Yeah. I don't care, like I tell people, I don't care about whatever drama is surrounding you because there's enough stuff out there that points at gossip, mess, right. BS. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want people to understand. I want people to fall in love with you and not get caught up in your hype. Authenticity. Yeah. I want people to fall in love with your authenticity and not your hype that surrounds you. 
because the hype that's around you is not who you are. Right. It's just the perspective or expectation or, or an expectation that people visually see you as, but it's not who you are. So I just like for people to see that. So tell us where we can, where people can follow you, see you, order a book, uh, order a hoodie, mm-hmm. order a shirt. All right. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I am on mostly all the uh, social media platforms. Uh, my Instagram is all things CG, um, but it's two S's. So all things two s's cg my website to order uh, my journals my books um, my shirts or even to book me for a um, public speaking event that's all of the information is on my website and that's all things cg.com and on facebook it's the same all things cg good and i i I need your help you know in uh in trying to you know get some some speaking gigs i need i want to See, you know, if you can, you know, oh, boy, look, we, look, we're going to do it. I mean, we, that's one thing I love about Dallas It's so many opportunities here. There's yeah. ways to connect and I yeah. mean, I got you. Any way that I can help, I don't gatekeep. Okay. Let's go. Uh, so what's an interesting fact that people should know about you? I'm a world traveler. My favorite place that I've been to uh, thus far is uh, had to be Bali. Okay. Indonesia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you had only one wish, what would it be? Hmm, that's good. I think about that. One wish, just just one. one. There's no two. There's no three. There's just uno. I think it would just be to uh, wake up daily, um, find, so I think it's two parts to this. I want to, uh, you know, be able to create multiple uh, sources of income, right? Mm -hmm. And um, once I, you know, get to that space, I want to be able to volunteer. Okay. Like more than what I have. So um, just having that opportunity, that time, that flexibility will be my wish. Okay. If I had one wish, okay, come on, sing the. Can sing it? Oh, I can, I can, I can sing it just a little bit. Oh, and I can already tell. You know what what yeah, you can hold it too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Are <laughs> <laughs> you funny? Um, the do you want to know? You want to know the real reason why I asked that question? If you only had one wish, because I ask people sure. that all the time. Okay, it's to really let people see how realistic what they want can, how how they can actually obtain it. And not just wish it. Yeah. Because what you say you wish for, you can make happen. And I will. Hey, there, there we go. It's not like, oh, I wish I could was Superman or. No. It's not like you wishing upon a star. When I was a kid, I used to wish upon. I would, I used to, every time I used to see a star, a shooting star, I would say, I wish I was a Power Ranger. <laughs> I wanted to be a Power Ranger so bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, But I just, I, I asked that question because I just like to should help people see how obtainably uh, how obtainable the wish really is oh for sure i'm a firm believer that anything that you want 
if you can dream it, you can be it. Absolutely. So I'm 100%. I love that that question, the meaning behind that, all of that, because I feel like possibilities are endless, like endless. for each and every one of us. And yeah. what you want is out there, and do not stop until you get it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Ken. That part. Did you have a question for, for our guest today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back. Well, I've been kind of like writing for years on and off, but officially my first book didn't publish until 2020. That's when I actually uh, finished finished writing it and went through the process of self-publishing. Oh, okay. So I would say just for maybe since like 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay. How old are you? 29. Okay. Okay. How old are you? 32. 32. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Man, every time I tell somebody my age and they're younger than me, I'm like, God. I just feel so funny. You wonder how old he is? Probably like 21. Oh, shit. Yeah, thank you. What? I'm saying thank you for me. 25? 25? 26. Oh, yeah. You look you look really young. And this is him. This is all. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Of course, you know, he has a team, too. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm newly welcome to the team. Okay. You know. But, you know, we haven't officially met mentioned that yeah but yeah I, I i believe like i love associating myself and because if i can if i believe in you i'm all in before what for what you're wanting to do with your life yeah you know i like that and uh i believe in him i truly do um so yeah i don't, I don't know if he understands the gravity of my belief in him but mm. uh well you do yeah, yeah, hey, it's like a proud big brother. <laughs> you know? Yeah, have a little moment. I love this. <laughs> Are you still getting this? Look. <laughs> but God, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for listening in today. Um, this young lady is amazing. If you don't know who she is, be sure to go follow her. Be sure to keep your ears to the ground for her because every time she steps, the ground going to shake because she just carries that much weight. You feel me? Uh, but thank you again for listening to the Richard Ray on Show. We'll see y'all next time.